What's cracking, y'all? Welcome to the show, the Anaheim Angels show. It's March 14th today. Also, it's March 15th edition, 2017. The day after the Pi Day. How are you? Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you are you are you are you, you sleep deprived? Are you are you sleep fucked like I've been because of the daylight savings change? Oh God, it happened again. The daylight savings, the summertime has begun as of last Sunday, and then uh, the, as as everybody experiences, at least in North America, except for two states, uh, Alaska and, well, three, Alaska, Hawaii, and Arizona, rest of the 48 states have to go through the daylight savings change every March and November. So, <clears throat> I know, and actually, I, I, I'm going to start on that because I said, this is my biannual rant that I have every year. So... Daylight savings is supposedly created to save energy and then, you know, make workers more efficient in the 1910s during the Industrial Revolution and all that. Although that's a that's a huge myth. Uh, it's it's not for saving energy. It's not for making the workers more efficient. It was during the World War times or something to get the people fight earlier or something. I don't remember. But the, the whole worker thing is a huge myth. And then the energy savings, especially with people running 24 hours, servers running 24 hours, it's a huge myth. And then uh, it used to be April and October that the time changes were occurring. But I think the latter part of George Bush's administration, the W, I think they changed that to March and October. Or, yeah, March and November. So essentially... We're in daylight savings from March, mid-March to mid-November, which is eight months. And for four months through the winter times, it's standard time. So my argument has been for abolishing the stupidity is if we're going to spend eight out of 12 or 66 and two-third percent of the year in the daylight savings, why don't we just make that the standard time? What difference does it make? Oh, the sun's gonna like you know not gonna come up early during the winter. It's like, does that really make a difference? Does that make an ounce of a difference? Like, I think only good argument I heard so far is that I brought this up at a random conference call last year when the daylight uh, the was dismissed and we went back to standard time. I still remember it was the Seahawks against the Bills, the Monday night game, and then that was the first Monday we got back to work and everyone's groggy and shit. I was staying a little late, and then the sun started seemingly go down early. Uh, so the the, uh, the one remark that I got when I brought it up was like, "Why do we have daylight savings?" And the guy goes, "I think it's a, he honestly thinks it's for the school kids." So that that's not too dark when they get picked up in school for the school buses. And I'm like, all right, that's a sort of an argument. But that, I mean, if, if you want to just address this for the children, will somebody please think of the children? What about the rest of the adults who run the goddamn world? How stupid is this? And then we got to fix all the computer patches and Android iPhone patches every time. If something awkward happens with the daylight savings, why are we doing this? Why? 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 We... Oh, you gain an hour. No, you don't gain an hour. You just get, get, you get up an hour early. You lose an hour. You don't lose an hour. You just, you're just sleep fucked for a whole week. 
And then there's the first week is the roughest, and then the body has to get back into it. You get more car accidents. People are like not as productive in these days. Show up late when the daylight savings is gone, or show up groggy like this week. And I'm like, this is stupid. This this isn't this isn't a very definition of anachronism. It's not even anachronism. It's not even out of place in time. It's just pure stupid. We should abolish it once and for all. Please get rid of this. And I. Maybe I should move to Arizona, Alaska, and Hawaii. You know, the people who were born there and living there don't even know what the hell this is. Why are we doing this? And then other countries got rid of it. Like in Asia, they tried it and then, like until the 80s, early 90s. Then they got rid of it. Did they do it in Europe? No, it's stupid. So they don't do it. Just let the earth be. Let it be. And then we don't... We're staying up all night anyway. Netflixing, Netflix and chilling and just staring at our smartphones. Staying up. We're working longer hours. 40 hour a week is a bit of a joke. Everyone's working 50, 60 hours, right? So why are we doing this? Why are we, over, why are we pressuring ourselves to do something that our body is not designed to do? So there. There's my rant on the daylight savings. And then, uh, you know, hashtag. What was it? What was the hashtag? Shit. End daylight savings. Yeah, that's what it was. Hashtag end daylight savings. Okay, a uh, bit of a recap on the week. Um, apparently, Trump finally releases tax return tonight after Rachel Maddow said she got a she got a hands on for the 2015 return of Donald Trump. Uh, and then Trump released it before it goes out in the media. So I guess it's a bit of an egotistical thing that he did. Um, maybe maybe people should have done this. All the fake news that's out there is like, oh, somebody has a handle on the Trump tax returns, and then just release. You know, just do the do the do the play action here, but then then maybe he would have released it. What if, what if the plot twist here is like, oh sorry, it's actually 2014, and then Trump inadvertently released 2015. You know, he's the only president who hasn't released his tax returns ever since this became a thing. I don't know. So, well, good for him, but I think it's like what five months too late, six months too late. Yeah, but who, what what the hell? It's over. Uh, speaking of Trump, uh, they got what is it? The Republican House. Got a new repeal Obamacare, Affordable Care Act, ACA. You know, the replacement plan they came up with. That's been the news. Um, I don't understand this plan. Uh, so it's going to be a pretty much a flat tax deductible for everybody, regardless of the income. And they're going to they're gonna gauge the amount of that tax deductible by the age. So younger people are going to get less. I mean, that sound, that logic, seems sound in the beginning but then well what about all the mandatory stuff what about other income they don't consider income as the uh indicator for tax deductible so people making a lot of money will pay will now get let way more deductible i guess if they're just older which is like older people make more money right so what the fuck and then what is the goal of this plan they just say we're gonna make this better and more efficient and they're gonna you know just abolish not abolish, but like pretty much. Well, yeah, they're pretty much abolishing Medicaid, which is for Medicare for poor folks. I don't understand what the goal of this is. So the the all the projected numbers from Kaiser Permanente and then what was it the BOC COC or something like that CDC? Not CDC. That's a Central Disease Control. So I like I don't understand. Are you are are what is the point of the healthcare plan and then the benefits Medicare? It's to cover people to live their life and then cover any diseases that they cannot, you know, just pay out of pocket because medical expenses are expensive, right? So 
what is this plan doing? I don't understand. What is it? How is this making better? You get more money into your pocket. And then we're going to get rid of the government oversight and all that. We're going to give it back to the states. Back to the states. That's a Republican argument at the federal level. Give it back to the states. Like, all the states are fucking awesome. Like, what, what is Alabama going to do? What is Mississippi going to do? It's not like there's, like, hordes of people living there creating Uber or some shit. So, what, what is state going to do? Why are you putting the burden more on the state for some astronomical cost measures like this? They got to fix their roads. They got to fix their infrastructure. They got to fix their police. They got to address their municipalities. This is a national issue. And then they're just basically just punting it away to the states for the sake of republic. But I'm like, I, I don't get this. And this is not a better plan. They, 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 I mean, they're keep keeping some of the measures that Obama put in there. Like, you, if you're a kid, you can keep your parents' coverage until you're 26 and all. But I'm like, but if you look at the big picture, more people are going to lose coverage, which means like more people are going to be sick. It's going to be back to where it was, and then not going to be covered. How is this helping America? I don't understand wh- what this replacement plan is. It's not to make it's not to make America healthy. It's to feed more money back to the rich people. The one percenters, five percenters. The percent that I'm not there yet. You know? And to be honest, all these people who are like rich people, what are they gonna do with that money? They're just gonna get more deductible? So they keep more money? So they can afford better care that other people cannot afford? I what what do these people need more? Like I don't understand. So there's that. All right. Uh, that said, let's get to the uh, crux of the issue. Not the issue. The topic I want to talk about. Which was the uh, second part of the California trip that I couldn't cover because we went way over time on it. And then apparently more happened in the trip than I expected through L.A. So where did we take off last time? So, oh yeah, we ended it in the L.A. Kings and then the Staples Arena and then the post festivities hanging out in downtown. So, uh, yeah. So, what happened the last two days I was there, the Friday and then the Saturday before I came back in a midnight flight back to Seattle. Uh, so after the Kings game and all, and then I don't have my car, I don't have, I don't have anything, and then pretty hungover, and then just like coping the Leafs loss and shootout. Um, it was time to leave LA. Uh, it was time to move to Anaheim. So the Leafs had another game that night against the uh, Anaheim Ducks. The Honda Center. And I didn't have my car, so I decided to take a train from the Union Station on Friday afternoon. Because driving from L.A. to Anaheim is going to take two and a half, maybe even three hours. So I said, I cannot take a chance. I got to check into the hotel. I want to relax. But before that, I wanted to go get some Korean food. I wanted to do that the night before originally, but I was so out of it. I was too tired. I was already having too much fun in downtown. I said, fuck it. I'll just... Uh, I'll just live with lunch. And the next time I come back to L.A., we'll do the Korean-y things there. So I was asking for some recommendations, what places I can hit up. Um, and then I got this po- called the Agassi Gopchang, which is Agassi is a lady, a uh, young lady. And then Gopchang is actually uh, like an intestine for pigs and all that shit. So, yeah, people eat that. And they're like, ew, disgusting, you eat that. It's like, well, if you think about it, sausages are made, you know, like, there's nothing to spare in a pig. So sausages and all that in Germany. People eat everything in other countries too. So don't give Korean people a hard fucking time, okay? So 
that place had pretty good barbecue and all that. But then um, it was too early for me to go through the intestines and soju. So I said, I'll just go get some bulgogi or something, some beef, marinated beef, and sit down and just cook the barbecue myself. So uh, I walked in around 11 o'clock, 11.30. Nobody was there. I, they opened at 11, so I wanted to get there when they opened. Just grab the lunch, uh, catch a 2.15 train. So I wanted to get to the train station by like 1.30 or something. And I also digest the food, enjoy it a bit. So I got there early. Nobody was there. I sat down and I ordered the beef. And I wanted to order intestines because that's what people said I should try. But then the amount is actually quite big, the portions. So each lunch, spe- even the lunch special was for two people minimum each. So I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll just get the bulgogi. I don't feel like eating intestines. I don't I don't want to eat the bar food so early, especially if I'm going to go and drink more and all that. And then uh, so I got the food. It was really good. The side dishes are really good. Uh, price is pretty cheap i'll say i actually tip pretty high it's just uh for them for them helping me out and all that stuff so that food was good and then um just saw a bit of the korea town k town a little bit a lot of mexican people um a lot of korean people too a lot of korean things a lot of development going on uh i see a lot of new apartments being built up and all that stuff so so uh, la is really growing in a, a real estate market is back i guess a lot of people are moving there too so it was good to see. It was a good drive through the uh, LA, and the, the weather was really nice too, cause it was sunny. It was a uh, it was a second day that was like eighty something degrees, and then people, are, even the Lyft drivers, like the like I mentioned last week, were complaining about the weather, uh, in California, Southern California, a little bit, cause it rained a lot, but there was much really needed rain given the drought that the state has had for you know a few years, and this. I guess the state is officially out of the drought, but like, how many, how much of this water is really that's coming down and doesn't get reserved for reservoirs is drinkable and then you know salvageable? But apparently, it's been pretty good this year. Although the dam broke and all that too, up in the northern, northern California, we're in the between, in between, uh, you know. So, uh, yeah. But everyone was generally happy with the weather. So was I. I wasn't wearing a jacket. I was just in my shirt and flip flops, pretty much. And then I uh, got to enjoy the food, walk around. Um, I didn't get a coffee because I was too full. Then I uh, got to the Union Station finally. And then the uh, some people complain about the public transit in L.A. area in California. It's not like New York. But again, in America in general, infrastructurally, there's a lot of issues. But for one-time use, for a quick thing, it was all right. The train was pretty good. It was on time. It was affordable, 875 for a 40-minute train. You know, stopping in Fullerton and all that. Um, it was good. The, the trains had the chargers too, but then the wall charger doesn't seem as fast on the train. So one guy who whose phone died was asking me if I was sitting right by the outlet. He's like, if he could sit next to me. And I just said, uh, you know what? Just use my uh, fast charging battery pack because I saw a Samsung phone. I had a Samsung fast charging pack. If I just connect that, it will probably charge faster. So help the brother out. I wasn't using it. So... I was just charging it off of, I, I didn't need a fast charging, I needed a slow charging off of it, so I was just charging off of the wall, pretty much, my iPhone, so, yeah, and then the uh, train ride was good, a uh, lot of commute folks, I must say, Friday afternoon, you know, people leaving 2 o'clock or so, um, and then if I missed this one by any chance, I could have caught the 3 o'clock one, so it wasn't so bad, the game was at 7 o'clock, uh, as I was passing through the L.A., away from downtown towards Anaheim, you saw a little bit of patches in between 
all the other parts of LA that you don't really see, right? Towards the Orange County. And then one town I passed, I forgot the name all of a sudden. It reminded me a lot of the uh, that HBO TV show True Detective Season 2, which was which took place in uh, the fictional town in LA area. And it really, I really got that vibe. And then I started getting that True Detective song in my head. From the dusty... No, that was a season one. That was New Orleans. New Louisiana one. But uh, the second season, it wasn't that great. But I started rem- remembering the season two with uh, Rachel Beck Adams, Colin Farrell, Vince Vaughn, and that dude uh, from uh, John Carter, Canadian dude. And then uh, that season wasn't as good as the first one with Matthew McConaughey and uh, Woody Harrelson. That show was fucking awesome. I, that last, I'll, I'll say, The True Detective was a show that I was convinced that Matthew McConaughey was a really, really good actor. And then I was really moved by in the very last moment of the last episode of the uh, season one uh, of that show. So if you haven't watched it, go find out. If you've seen it already, go watch it again. My God. Uh, and then if you don't, if you know which moment you're, uh, I'm talking about, you know, I don't know if you felt the same way. Tell me about it. I, I was emotionally moved at the end when... Uh, Matthew McConaughey has, has uh, had has had the uh, last speech at the end of it, so I was looking forward to season two and that. But season two was a huge clusterfuck. Everybody's an emo, so instead of a true detective, I thought it was an emo detective. Everybody has their problem. They have their drinking problem. They have their personal problems, marital problems, uh, financial struggles, uh, post-traumatic stress, all that shit. Fighting homosexuality. Am I spoiling shit here? No, not really. I'm just giving the uh, preface, the overview of the season two. But none of the characters in the end were really likable. I, I just, I couldn't wait for that season to end. I, I thought it was a really a drag. And I cannot buy Vince Vaughn as a serious mob boss. A Russian mob boss for less. So I'm just like, oh God. And then Vince Vaughn, watching him in a serious role. I saw him again on Hexaw Rich. Going off topic a little bit, I can't take him seriously. Everyone in the theater laughed when he was a drill sergeant who was supposed to help the Spider-Man, uh, Andrew Friedman. Andrew Friedman? No, that's a VP. Andrew Garfield. Sorry, I got the Andrews mixed up. So, I was at the end. Of, at the end of the series, when things happened the way that happened, I was just glad that it was over. And then I go, yeah, they all deserve that shit. So, not to spoil, but if you can't take spoilers, you're a wussy. So. Anyways, I was passing through that town and I was just like thinking that in my head. I'm like, wow, this, I really see where that true detective came from. And also, if I remember right, Breaking Bad originally wanted to take place uh, out like little remote side of California. So, <clears throat> and no one, like the towns like that, the true, t- true detective to- took was where Walter White's going to be making meth and all that. But they ended up moving to Albuquerque and New Mexico because the production was cheaper. And it worked out better because Albuquerque had its unique look. New Mexico has its unique look, which I talked about many times about a month ago in the New Mexico episode. Go check that out. I think it was like episode 24 or 25 or something. Or 26. I don't know. You'll find it. Albuquerque show. That's what it was. So, anyways, we got to Anaheim. We got out of the train and then I... It just felt like a tourist spot, really wide. It's not so compact and building-driven, Hollywood flashy like L.A., Orange County, a little different. And then the train station was really cool. It's all glass, and I remember that's where True Detectives and one of the pinnacle shooting scenes took place, so I just took a snap. And it's like, wasn't this where the shooting scene happened with uh, Colin Farrell in here near the end of the season two? Yeah, I think that's where it was, but uh, I might be wrong. But anyways... I uh, got an Uber, 
No, got a lift. I don't get Uber. Uber sucks. Delete Uber. Um, so and then I got to the hotel, got to the Hyatt place in Anaheim Resort, which is less than a mile away from Disneyland, and then about ten minutes from Honda Center. Everything's so too close together, in that in that. I guess that's downtown Anaheim, but I Cheesecake Factories, P.F. Chang's, the usual suburb tourist uh, spot shit. Um, a lot of Disney stuff and a lot of new buildings coming up too. And then the drivers told me like, yeah, there's a lot of new developments going on. People are moving and stuff. They're trying to build more because of there are a lot more Disneyland tourists coming in every year, which helps Disney's bottom line. Maybe I'll talk about that in another stock episode if I get to it. Uh, and yeah, that wasn't really a local feel to it. It just felt like a tourist town. And it's like, well, so I came in early March before the spring break and all that, uh, thinking that there would be less kids and less people. I was like, no, nah, it's Disneyland. People are always here every year. And then the price has been going up too. I remember when price went up to $80 to enter. And then people are outraged. Now it's like 103 to begin, 120 or 160 for day pass for park hopper. And I'm like, jeez. But Disney's making a lot of money. There's no there's no slowing down at all. And then uh, I got to the Hyatt place, and uh, I already booked the uh, booked the room. But the system was down; it wasn't working. But I wasn't in a huge rush at this point, so they would keep apologizing and all that. They give me a fifteen dollar food credit too, which I didn't use because I didn't really find the food I want to eat there. Uh, and then um, they gave me a top floor with the with the suite and I was like oh, sweet um although I don't know how much party I'm gonna have in here given the brevity of the stay that I have for about 20 hours or so uh and yeah the room was really nice internet was spotty though at this Hyatt place and then the uh, bathroom was nice it was cool large and then it had two TVs on the couch cause it's a Hyatt place so it, it has a couch and it is a full suite and then um and then there was a nice gym there too, uh, with the, one of those advanced elliptical machines where you can, you know, walk through the Yellowstone Park and all that shit. But I didn't use that. I just did the usual course, like fat burn, burn fat, burn it, get this, get this flat tire off of my stomach, that kind of thing. But then, uh, you know, I felt a little fat in this trip. I felt around like 160, 161. Well, I was like, oof, I kind of ate. I have, I only thing I did is really walk, and then, but it's mostly drinking and consuming food. So I figured, whew, the calorie burn isn't as much, so I feel a little heavy. Can't believe I'm saying that now after four months, you know. Before, if I felt full and, like, drunk, it would be, like, 185, 187 at the worst. I'd be, like, I, I'm at the Vitor Belfort level. Vitor Belfort, sorry. Like, the UFC middleweight. Middleweight's 185. And then the class below that is 170. So when I was hovering around 175, I felt, I felt like, fat bloated at 178 i didn't go like oh my god i feel like johnny hendrix i'm not gonna make the weight today um then now i f i was hovering around at that time in the 160s and i felt full and bloated at 165 or so so at this point i was like 161 optimistic guessing but I, in the end eventually when i came back i saw that i was like 165 and i freaked the fuck out i was like fuck 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 and then like just like i'm a fat ass and then like you know all that shit shaming myself not realizing how much cutting that i did trying to get that kendall jenner body but you know so anyways i hit the gym uh that the, put some hour in with a 30 minute cardio felt good uh 
took a long ass bath before the game. I was tired. I was just still digesting from lunch and all. Uh, didn't drink. Limit the alcohol. Alcohol is a trap when it comes to weight control. So, and then I finally went to the game uh, around six o'clock, six thirty. Sun started going down. And then got to the Honda Center. So the, now, if you're listening to the last episode, the guy told me the day before, the tr- former Torontonian who lives in Newport, I think his name was Wayne, said that Honda Center is the best arena out of all of it. It's pretty good. Uh, I thought Staples Center was pretty chache awesome. So walked in. Well, I tried to walk in but couldn't get in because the ticket was giving an error saying it was refunded or something. And then they said, go to the box office. And I got through the west entrance, if I remember right. No, east entrance. In this, no, I got through the back. So that's the north entrance. And then the box office is in the southeast end. So I had to walk all the way around to get to the box office. Stood there, show the ticket, and say, look, it's giving an error. The ticket's giving an error. What the hell's going on? And I stood there for a good 20 minutes. People started walking up and trying to buy tickets. You know, in the last minutes, hey, how much is the ticket tonight? He's like, oh, it starts at $35 tonight. And they go, oh, my gosh, what happened? I'm like, $35 is fucking cheap, yo. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm spoiled now from sporting, like, attending so many sporting events. It's like, I think they were expecting, like, $15, because it's Anaheim. Nobody goes to the Anaheim games. But given that the Toronto Maple Leafs are in town and then a lot of former Torontonians are showing up, it's like the Chicago Cubs coming to the town. It's like the Red Sox coming, you know? Although the Leafs haven't won like those two did. But the misery is the same. So, of course the ticket price is an uptick. So I was just like, dude, just pay the $35. You walk this far. And then like, let me think about it. Let me th- think about it. And then I hear overhear this conversation while I'm waiting to resolve my ticket situation. And I was like, you, you know, let's, let's make a deal on stop up. Let's just get it. If I don't get it, I'll come back to you. Then like, those kind of people. So I finally got the ticket, and then the lady finally told me, he's like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with the ticket. Uh, I think you might want to check the gate again. And I go, like, great. After all that, there's nothing wrong with the ticket. And I just told the lady, he's like, you better be right. You better be right. And then uh, I got to the I got to the another gate, and then it was good. Nothing happened. I told him, is it really good? Is it really good? He's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It went through. All right, thanks. I was like, what the hell happened to the other machine? That lady should be fired in the north end. No, I'm kidding. I'm sure it's, it's not her fault. It's a machine's fault. It's a system's fault. Maybe the Russians did it. Um, and I walked into this game. Uh, the Leafs lost two in a row. Well, three in a row if you count the Montreal the week before uh, in Air Canada Center. I was pretty I was pretty pessimistic about this game because uh, Anaheim's pretty good. San Jose was good. LA, like I said before, was the best chance to win. So I wasn't looking forward to this game. I just, But then I s- decided to switch it up. I, I'm a bit of a superstition freak, so I have certain things that I don't do before going into a game or exam or interview or something, something serious. But this time, I figured that I was wearing my Blue Jays uh, Maple Leaf hat, just a blue, kind of an indigo one, the spring training hat, um, <clears throat> for two games in San Jose and L.A., and they lost in a heartbreaking fashion twice. I said, screw it. I'm going to switch this up. So I, I brought my Leafs toque or the beanie for those Americans. I decided to wear that in the sunny, hot California weather. And God, it was fucking hot. I, 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 I had to take it off quite a few times just to get the sweat and all that. It, was, it, got, it got really stuffy, even in the arena when it was cold. And uh, 
Yeah, I, th- I got this. I, I got this toque from the Winter Classic in 2014 when I was in Ann Arbor, and I bought it there on the spot for like $25 or something. I didn't care. That that day, it was like 18 degrees, and snow was constantly coming down. I didn't have a toque. I didn't have a beanie, so I had to wear it. I had to, I had to get it to keep my ears warm and my head warm. I just had a cap, Michigan cap, so I, I wore the beanie over the cap that I was wearing, so it looked like a Michigan with the Toronto Maple Leafs logo, which I thought was cool. But who knows? Anyway, so I kept this. I said, "This is gonna be my lucky beanie, lucky hat today." Leafs better turn the fortunes around. And the Anaheim Ducks were starting the goalie, Jonathan Bernier, the former Leaf, the guy who doesn't know who Nelson Mandela is. Go look, look that clip up on YouTube. And this was also the Leafs' uh, goalie right now, Freddie Anderson, the Danish maniac. I don't know. If that's not his nickname. His return to Anaheim. He was playing for Anaheim for quite a few years before getting traded to the Leafs. So people are looking forward to Freddie coming back. But uh, that didn't happen because this is a back-to-back game. Freddie started in L.A. So the other dude started. I can't remember the guy's name. The, the, the Leafs changed the backup goalie so many fucking times. I don't remember. It was Enroth. No, it's not Enroth anymore. Who the hell is it now? Anyways, that guy started. The other one. Um... So people are pretty disappointed. And then I thought it could be a battle of the two former teams, you know, the the rejects of each team. So Bernier playing against his former team, the Leafs, and then Freddie playing against the uh, the rejected by the Ducks. Uh, didn't happen. It was just uh, pretty much one way. And then the ga- game was god-awful. Um, Leafs got killed 5-2. to two. And then, uh, I mean... They won more face-offs still, which I don't understand how, how you win that many face-offs, like 60 to 40, yet you blow a game. Uh, but then again, Leafs are obviously out of it. Uh, they were out of position. A lot of open guys. I was video ta- uh, recording at one taping, video recording at one point, and then the Anaheim scored a quick goal. Uh, the game got out of hand super fast. And then uh, they tried to make it a game at the end, but now they lost 5-2. to two. And then the... The last scene in the very just before the just before the last uh, puck stop in the third period, people just the Leafs were fighting to score that extra goal when it was five to two, and then they just sat and looked up on the scoreboard. Everyone there just like sat on the ice, like a lot of people. They were just like fighting for the puck, and the whistle blew, and they just sat and looked up, and that was the most dejected look of the team ever. And then I took a picture and I said dot dot dot. And then it's like, this is how the road trip ends. This sucks. So, um, it was disappointing. But, uh, I got fueled up pretty good with a beer. Just yelling, cursing, talking to Ducks fans. Talked to the disappointed Leafs fans all around, you know, who don't see their team so often, especially in California. They come, like, once a year. That was pretty disappointing, you know, especially for a young team. But then again, it's a, it's a process. It's a young core of really good players. And then uh, now they're on a streak until they lost to Florida tonight, like seven to two. So um, they're still in the playoff hunt. Uh, it's disappointing that it didn't go the way many people wanted, including myself. But they're still in it. And then the fact that I got to see them in the midst of the playoff hunt was uh was pretty phenomenal. I got to see the Leafs four times this year: once in Toronto against the Carolina Hurricanes, and three times in California. The only disappointing part is they lost all four. <laughs> they got one point, which was in L.A., the shootout loss. But to, that loss is a loss. I didn't come out happy, but 
and then people started blaming me. It's like, stop going to the games. Leafs are losing because of me. I'm like, well, they won the game before I went, which was a winter classic in, in Ann Arbor. So I was like, it's not me. It's them. Don't hate the play. I hate the game, okay? So, uh, yeah, and then the Honda Center was pretty good, but I didn't buy the guy's level saying, wow, this is a, one of the excellent arenas. They do a pretty good job handling traffic and then the flow. They have designated sections for, you know, the ride-sharing services and taxis. You know, they all go through one line, drop off, pick up. They do a pretty good job on that so it doesn't, like, really clog everybody. You know, gets clogged by pedestrians or anything. But uh, but after the end of the game, I walked about two, three blocks away from the arena, just following the crowd, and then called a lift from wherever I was in an empty, you know, office area, parking lot, and say, "Hey, I'm in the empty area. Just come, cause uh, I, 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 I usually do that after the games. Just walk a few blocks, kill 10, 15 minutes, get over the alcohol, get the calorie burns in, but also at the same time, be in the area where you can get picked up or get mugged." You know, I did that in the Staples Center too later. But, um, yeah, uh, but the Honda Center being one of the excellent arenas, I don't know. I, I mean, it's a nicer version of the Glendale Arena. I'll say that right now. Um, yeah, but I don't. I still think Staples Center is on top. And they're along with the Air Canada Center. They're tied when it comes to arena awesomeness. So, there's that. There was a hockey trip. It didn't go the way I wanted. That, that, um, afterwards... Uh, I was contemplating where to go, and then do, do I need to go to Cheesecake Factory and hang out and waste my money there? No. Well, is there any like a hangout shindig spot? There are, but they're all tourist spots. I really didn't feel like tackling it at this point. I was pretty, I was pretty exhausted and sad. And then one person said, "Well, wow, I could have go to downtown Fullerton," but I'm like, "Well, then again, the guy also said it's kind of ghetto." And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't want to take a risk. I gotta get up early in the morning to go to Disneyland anyway." So, fuck it. I came home and then uh, I came back to hotel, not home. Well, it feels like a home. It's a really nice suite. So, I just crashed. I decided to hit the bed early on a Friday night. Oh, Friday night. But I'm like, dude, it's Anaheim. It's not L.A. It's not. It's not Hollywood, okay? So it's okay. Um, and I had to get up early because I wanted to beat the crowd, beat the traffic and all that to get the, uh, the well, get the breakfast and hit the Disneyland. That was my main goal anyway. And then uh, people go, well, did you go there by yourself? Yeah, I did. And then uh, I'll be honest, I Google just in case, you know, in case I'm not the only crazy one doing this. And actually, one guy on LA Times wrote an article going to uh, going to the Disneyland and Adventure Park by himself. And he said, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Are you making an excuse for yourself for doing it? No, it's actually pretty refreshing. Uh, like I said last week, walking on the Venice Beach and doing everything alone, being on your own schedule, nobody nagging you, no dietary restriction, no whining kids, no whining grandparents, none of that. It was goddamn awesome. And then uh, same for the Disneyland, I'll say. Although you get sick of that place after about six hours in. You become the tired chi- uh, parent and the child at the same time. Uh, but yeah, so Disneyland, what happened? So I got up, six in the morning. They opened at 8.30 and then I had to check out of the hotel too. So I wanted to pack and then clean up and make sure everything's good, you know, and then be be ready mentally ready to tackle this challenge you know i didn't have a particular plan as to what rides to get what rides to get on 
Uh, I was just told that Adventure Park has more stuff than the Disneyland. I've never been before. And then my other goal was to get two mugs. The Disneyland and California Adventure Land Adventure Park mugs. Those are the exclusives. I got to walk into the park and get them. And then only thing I looked up was a locker and then the possible pickup point for Lyft to get to the LAX later. You know, beating the traffic. Well, the Saturday night traffic is not bad at all and Sunday. Um, and then that was proven. So... I, I was at Higher Place, which was about three quarters of a mile away from the main entrance. There was also a Toy Story Park across the hotel, which I could have walked to and got picked up and go. But I saw a lot of people walking as soon as I got out of the hotel after breakfast. I just decided to walk, looking on the Google map, and I was like, hey, it's not far. I, I can just take either west or east entrance. So I started walking, and then... By this time, it was 8.30. I was a little, half an hour behind, but that's okay. I was like, what difference is 30 minutes going to make if I go early? Anyway, and then there's I'm going to run into people anyway because it's Disneyland. So my whatever conjecture I had about less people Saturday morning before spring break is not good. I started walking with my backpack with everything in there. And then, uh, I don't know, some families are giving me stare. Not the families, but it was mostly dads or uncles giving me the look. Moms and grandmas don't give a shit. I'll be honest. They're just like, they're just walking, and then everybody had their coffee in their hand. I had my coffee in my hand too. I was like, All right, I gotta be caffeinated approaching this. I'm so tired. And I only had like a five hours sleep or whatever. So, all right, let's go. Let's do this. And then dads are giving me an eye, like as if I'm I'm gonna be on Chris Hansen's to catch a predator. And then I I, I gave a look back, smiling, but in the back of my mind, it's like, look, I'm I'm not a. I'm not a registered sex offender or some shit like Tommy. <laughs> All right, that's right. I went there. <laughs> it's like I'm not gonna. <laughs> the, the, the worst part of me, if they said anything, it could have come out of my mouth. Like it happened at the women's march, where I said in my head, like I'm not taking away abortion rights or anything, right? In my back of my mind, in the most intrusive thought, the Freudian slip in my head I had was. Look, I'm not going to rape your kids. <laughs> I'm not going to touch your kids. What the fuck is this? He's like, I'm just going to the park. Adult enjoying himself. That sounded wrong. But, you know. So, enjoying the goddamn environment and the weather. So, then, then be a kid for once, okay? I'm not going to molest your child. Jesus Christ. You know, I have my one singular goal. Okay, leave me alone. Don't give me that look. As if you're, like, you, as if... Are you giving me that stink eye, dirty look because, because of that thought, you know, the parental thing? Or are you giving me that look because you wish you were me, not be locked down with these dependents that you have to put on for your tax form for IRS every year and say, how many dependents? Three. And then sigh really loud and take two shots of Jaeger or some shit later at night when you do your taxes, which I did early. And then, by the way, you know. Are you are you giving me that dirty look because of that? I don't know. I'm really going into dark area here. Just say, just talking shit about that and then the married life. But anyway, so they're giving me that. And then the, actually at one point we were at a crosswalk. I saw some couples and groups of friends too. But I'm like, fuck it. I'm going alone. I'm, I'm doing this. I'm doing this solo. I'm going whatever. I'm going to do this like Arnold's way. I was like, and be the commando on this shit. And then the one lady actually chatted up with me. It's like, hey, hey. And then I was like, yeah, um, I'm headed to the park. And then uh, I'm going alone. And then like, yeah. And then the lady, one lady actually said, these aren't my kids. 
she was clearly a grandma and it's like yeah and then i just flat out gave the irs lines like yeah i don't have dependents to put on my tax form either and then we just laughed because these are my kids it's his kids <laughs> i just started laughing and i'm like lady wow this is what happens when you become a grandparent it's like you it's your blood so you love them and you give all the love you can and yet at the same time it's not a direct connection to your blood you know it's like you know it's like i i see it's awesome being a grandparent so i i could see why some people would some parents demand your kid to have a kid so that they could be that grandparent you could just give the candies and be the good cop every time and later when just shit goes down you could just say ah you look at look at it's your kid you deal with him or her you know, you're raising him wrong. You keep giving him fucking candies, mom. And like, hey, whatever. What are you going to do? It's your kid. You tell the kid how to say no. You know, that kind of shit. Listen to me already imagining the grandparent situation. Unbelievable. My God, this is what happens in my head. But anyways, um, so anyway, we got to the park. And then the, apparently they added the security measure. So it's like a goddamn TSA. So you got to open your bag and shit. And then... And then I was like, what's in this bag? My bag was pretty thick because pretty much my laundry and the life supply was in there. And I was like, yeah, it's all my laundry and stuff. There's like flip-flops in there too. And then the weather was a little cold, so I couldn't... I had a lot of clothes on anyway because it was 60 degrees, 65 degrees. It was a little cloudy starting on Saturday uh, back in the SoCal. So and then the guy dug it up and then closed it and then opened my fucking sh- shit in there more than the TSA does. And I was like, all right, you're good to go. And then this is something they added uh, further up towards the entrance in late December in 2016. So anyways, I like, right, and walk through the park. I already have my pass on the mobile. And then the first thing they do is like, I, I show my day pass hopper on my phone. And it's like, here's a paper version, write your name down. And then they just take your photo. And then I was like, what the fuck is this? And then like, yeah, they just take your photo. And it's like, oh, just show this when you do the hop between the adventure land and the, the Disneyland. And then uh, we already have a photo. And that's a full fucking creepy. And I'm like, I heard some things like they give you a GPS tag if you stay in their resort and hotel. So like, they know where you go. And then you know, like, how much, where you, you know, they created this thing. You know, they go, oh, it's an easy key. You can just access everywhere with this thing. So you don't have to show your card every time. But at the same time, it's so damn creepy. You know, if you think about it. It's one of those internet of things, tracking everybody, so you know the pattern. Oh, how many times have people walked into the bathroom? How much did people walk from one point to another? Tracking that big data shit, the machine learning. This is where the engineering side of me comes out and think that. And then what, what about the picture? It's like, well, you know, it's like, so you, you know, it'd be safe in case if you just do some evil deed, so you know your face. But I'm like, dude, I'm giving my privacy away here, and I paid $160 on this shit. This is unbelievable. So how much how much data does disney have and i just like going through that in my head is like aside from the 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 resort and the amusement park revenue they're pulling in the amount of data and the shit they have and then they can share with the third parties it's unfucking believable man but anyways i'm going off topic here oh um so i wanted to the disneyland first and attack the adventure land because i was told that disneyland is shit so i just wanted to get the scenery and then get the mug and get the fuck out uh, but the line was so damn long, and I said, fuck it, I'll just tackle that later. And the Adventureland was way less people to get through. So I walked through the Adventureland pretty swiftly after getting my photo taken and getting a paper ticket. I got the locker, then there's like a small, medium, large. Large isn't that large. If you're going to bring a suitcase, that's fucking impossible. If I, my 
backpack barely fit in the large one uh, sideways so it worked out but it was $15 or something for all day you can access it anytime so you know I was doing a lot of back and forth too you know putting stuff in you know the battery pack in putting the jacket pulling the jacket you know, so it worked out okay um and then the first thing I got was a Adventureland mug I just wanted to get that out of the way so I picked that up I went back to the locker put it back in my god it was $16 that the price so they upped it at the highest point possible at like 59 15.99 so this things go at 10.99 or something or at airport like 13.99 14.99 but there's a 15.99 for the special one i'm like fuck whatever and then i uh, i wanted to get coffee but the lines were so long all these parents that are like all right let's get ready for this day coffee lines are ridiculous in this place in disneyland even in the downtown disney town when i went afterwards it was goddamn long I was like, God can't. Like, I'm glad I got the coffee from the hotel. So waiting for waiting is a big game in this thing, and I guess that's expected. But uh, I said, I let's tackle the Adventureland ride first, and then advantage of being alone is that I can take advantage of all the single riders, which means you have a general line where people get grouped together to take the ride together but that line is so damn long it could be like 90 minutes or two hours or 70 minutes or some shit at times and they also have a fast pass which you pick up ahead of time and then you come back at the given time that the ticket has been given so you can come at 11 o'clock and then pick up the fast pass and then the ticket says come back by one and then maybe you can start riding at 120 or 140 or some shit but single riders you just show up first come first serve and then uh, there's no guarantee of being together, but then it has the highest chance of getting on the rise together. So I got on the Screamer first, the roller coaster. I haven't really been on roller coasters, although there was one in Germany, that Oktoberfest that had five loops for nine euros, which was all right. I didn't throw up. I was pretty hammered at that time. But it was a smaller one. It was a community one, I guess. And then the Screamer obviously was a little longer, larger, but it had one loop. And then, you know, looking at it from outside, I was like, ah, it's kind of long and big-ish, but it doesn't seem that bad. Screamer was kind of faster than I expected. And I was like, holy shit, this thing is actually actually pretty rad. Um, I had to take my sunglasses off. I had to take my hat off. And then, the yeah, the lady said, take the hat off. I took the sunglasses off. <laughs> it went pretty fast. It was pretty good, pretty sweet. And then I got through it pretty fast. I got through it in like five minutes at nine in the morning. And then after that, I took the, what was it, the swinging Ferris wheel thing. And then um, I got in as a single rider. I went with like three old ladies and I'm like, oh, whatever. But swinging thing, that, it looks, it looks, it looks like nothing if you go to the moving one. But when that thing swings with no seatbelt or no handlebar, it's fucking scary in there when you get to the top. The inertia of this thing. So I was like, holy fuck. And then there was like a swinging, what is it? The seat thing, I said, after doing two height things, I, I just started getting cold feet with the height. And I was like, fuck it, I'm not doing any more heights. I'm so fucking scared of shit. I'm a wussy at this point. So after the getting the two big ones out of the way, uh, well, I, I walked through first to, to the Bucks land. And then the there was the one construction about Guardians of the Galaxy thing that they're building, which is coming soon this summer. And then I'm like, Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, right, Marvel. Disney owns Marvel now. And then I got to the Cars town, I guess. Uh, I never seen the Cars, I'll be honest. So I don't know anything about Cars. I know a lot of Disney stuff. I still haven't seen Frozen. I don't know Cars. 
but the ride looked fun. Lines were fucking long. And then I got in as a single rider pretty quick too on that one. It was like, wait time is 45 minutes. It's like, fuck it, single rider. And then like, get in in 10 minutes. It's like, pretty good. And then I got jumped, you know, it's like a car race thing they're doing. And then uh, you you get in. It's three people each row, uh, six people in each car. And then I got in, and then I, I started doing this with all the random people that I got on with. And I was like, hello, hello, temporary family. Hello, hello, please accept me as your bastard child for this, just for this ride. Everybody left, and then the ch- little child was sitting there. And then I was Instagramming, storing away and shit, just recording video, if it's stable enough that I can take, you know, that kind of stuff. Wow, that ride was really fun. It felt like a car racing. I didn't feel scared or anything. It was pretty fast too. A lot of slow times too. And then they take a photo and all that. And then they yell, oh, please buy the photo. But, uh, you know, like everybody does, I just take my phone out and take a photo of me of the photo on the screen. I was like, yeah, I got my photo. Who gives a shit? Uh, yeah, and then uh, I got through the adventure land pretty fast. And then uh, I got I got bored by like what? 11.30 or so. And I was like, I'm, I'm kind of done. Other lines were getting long. I saw the movie studios and all that. I don't want to go see a movie. And then I got most of the sightseeing. Well, Adventureland is not exactly for sightseeing. So I said, fuck it. Let's go to Disneyland. But I got to grab something to eat. And then Disneyland is much bigger. So there's more to walk around. So I finally got to the Disneyland portion at 11.30. And then... My God, the hordes of people. It's unbelievable. I was just like, I can't take this. So imagine, and then I also, when I'm waiting in lines, uh, in the single rider sections, what I during the wait time of five, ten minutes, I also thought, who could I bring here? That was the thing. Next time I come back, who could I tolerate waiting in these lines? And then be like, all right, let's do this. And then who could I have fun with? It was a good contemplating sex- session. Instead of going in with, with other people that you might know, you legitimately think about like who you could hang out with, who you would like to bring to this amusement park next time. So it was a good thinking process, thinking exercise there. Uh, but man, got to the Disneyland, saw more people, saw more families, saw uh, like heard more cries and you know frustrations of dads and brothers and sisters and friends. It was it was hilarious at many times. And then uh, I got on the the one of the water rides. I wanted to do two rides, which is a what is a space thing near the Star Wars section. That was like a two hour wait. Couldn't do it. The fast pass when I got it at one o'clock was like eight twenty at night. I was like fuck it. And then the, the other one is Indiana Jones, which I wanted to get on as a single rider. But by the time I got there, the single rider was closed, and I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, sorry, we don't do single riders right now. You gotta wait ninety minutes. I'm like. I've had time, but I, I kind of didn't want to wait 90 minutes in line, you know? So I was like, fuck it, I'll do it next time. I'll come, I'll show up early next time and do it. But those two are the only rides I didn't get to do. Monorail, I did the monorail because I, I just wanted something quiet that I can just sit through for 15 minutes. That was a 40-minute wait for monorail, but I didn't care at this stage. And then, then another great thing, I just can't buy whatever I want. I mean, it's all depending on your budget but i said fuck it i'm just gonna eat whatever i want grab whatever i want not thinking about the weight so much not thinking about the calories so much so got to disneyland did the one water ride with another temporary family that was in front of me mom was sitting in front of me it's like are you gonna get wet man are you gonna be wet sir are you gonna be okay it's like yeah i'm gonna be fine don't worry about it i hope you don't get too wet Uh, no um water ride was fun 
too. Uh, yeah, the drop thing and that was thing was pretty intense. I was like, holy shit. And then I was in the back, in the very, very back, where the most water gets in. Then where you feel the most thrill, in my opinion, um, or in front. So, and, and then a photo, I took a photo, of the photo of that too. Um, and then I walked through the adventure park side, I guess the western side on uh, that. And then I grabbed the cotton candy. I didn't give a shit. I just said, let me get fat here. I just grabbed the cotton candy and vitamin water. Not just any water, a vitamin water. So I said, fuck it, let's do this. Then I was eating cotton candy. I was the only adult who was pulling kink. I realized that I was the only guy eating cotton candy. I was like, other kids and teenagers eat this thing. And I was the only one. I was just like smiling and I was so happy. And then other, lo- other moms and dads were looking at me. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What the fuck is wrong with this man boy right here? I'm like, fuck you, you were sure you had my life. And then I just like walking around so proudly with my financial and emotional freedom that I'm in right now. Oh my god, it was satisfying. I couldn't finish the cotton candy though. That thing was fucking huge. I, I, need, a, I need a child to finish this with. And I wanted to give it away. And then my hand was getting sticky and sugary and all that. And I'm like, would you like to buy my finger? No. Lick it? No. But, and then uh, there was like, what was it another like a little fun game they have with a shooting range kind of thing uh with the laser pointers and then i it was all they were taking quarters so i said fuck it and then i thought i had a five dollar bill or i had a one dollar bills but i didn't because i burned it all in the hotel tips so i had a five dollar bill so i put the five dollar in the quarter machine i got 20 quarters out one guy said wow you're gonna put you're gonna say all day aren't you i was like you're damn fucking right i will and then each game was 50 cents and I was like I was like just struggling in the beginning in the first two quarters the first round that I put in I just like I had my quarters laid out on the counter and I said fuck it I'm staying here until I get all the targets after mishaffers a little bit I started putting more coins in I started getting all the targets the furthest one away from me to my right and all that shit in the western and then I'm, I saw a lot of people coming in and I was like damn this guy's good it's like yep that's right this is what happens when you give me a five dollar change of all the quarters and then like bam 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 and I was like fuck it I did my job and then I started walking and then I, and then I got to the Star Wars exhibits all the Star Wars stuff I took a picture with the Darth Vader that motherfucker's tall and then I just stared at him and then I'm sure the, 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 the park workers are like who the fuck is this guy just coming in by himself and then giving me a look it's like can you take a picture of me and the Darth <laughs> and then he just took a picture it was pretty blurry too this motherfucker doesn't know how to take a photo and but then i just gave him a look and then i just said joining a dark side be like dot 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 and then give the darth vader a look and then i was like please leave me alone nerdy man but you know oh one other thing i noticed about the disneyland and on the, this resort is like the staff area where the signs usually says staff only it says cast members only I was like, what the fuck is this? I guess everyone's an actor, you know, dressed up as a Belle or Mickey or Woody or some shit. No, even just a regular custodian comes out. And then I was like, this is some positivity first bullshit right here. You know, we want to empower our employees. You know, you guys are part of this Disneyland. You guys are the stars. And just thinking this orientation speech in my head as a <laughs> if you ever get a job at Disneyland, I go like fucking facepalm and be like, I hate this fucking place. And <laughs> have that like the career moment as a part timer. I'd be like, ah, oh, it's hilarious. Cast members only. I'm like, fuck you too. But whatever. Anyway, so and then uh, by about 
three o'clock, two o'clock or so, I was fucking exhausted. I don't have a child. I felt that burden of a parent and a child and a grandparent all in one body. I got the corn dog. I I got the Starbucks mug eventually, and then uh, but the one thing I aside from just people watching too, which is good, you know, watching people watching people how to parent, uh, what and then the and then watching couples and then old people, friends, high school friends. Also, there are a lot of guys that are wearing jerseys in this place, not the Disney jerseys and Disney shit. You know, wearing the Mickey Mouse ears and all that. I didn't get that. That was like $15. And I'm like, I'm not buying that shit. Give me, give me one off of the street that somebody just dumped or something. I don't want to wear that. I I, think I could have. I, I would look cute in it. Um, But a lot of jerseys. Like Yankees, Cubs, oh, Aaron Rodgers jersey. And I'm like, what the fuck is a point? You're not. There's no place to wear a jersey or a jersey outside a sporting event. Why the f- Or at a sporting event. Watching a sporting event at a bar. Even that is fucking... I guess that's okay. Like, what What are you representing? What? Why Why are you wearing the Dallas Cowboys jersey here? Are you supporting Tony Romo getting cut? I'm here to enjoy the Marvel Universe. I'm here to enjoy the Star Wars. I'm here to enjoy the Indiana Jones. I'm here to bitch about Mickey. Why the fuck are you wearing a Dak, Dak Prescott jersey here? What the fuck is this? I guess it's like, oh, I'm from there moment, like a college shirt. But I got you grown ass adults wearing jerseys in these places. I, if I'm the wife or girlfriend, I would be fucking face palming too. I would never do that. I was just wearing my t-shirt and the jeans like a man, you know, looking handsome, I think. No, getting the calories gained. But anyways, I didn't understand that. And then, uh... Yeah, and then I went back to Adventureland and I saw the game center where you can play all the mini games. My god, I burned a lot of money on that too. It's just killing time. It's like, I'm gonna win the fucking doll! <laughs> I didn't win. I finished second in all these games. And I'm like, this system's rigged! This is this system's rigged! And then I started whining about it. And then I got a hot dog and all that. And then uh, I got tired of it by 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock. And then... I said, I can't do this. And then I, I, I started appreciating parents more. This is a fucking war zone, man. This Disneyland. This Disney World. Amusement parks. How do you fucking do this as a parent? As much as the, you know, oh, you're jealous of me being here alone shit. I, I kind of go like, how, how would I do this with a child? Like, either child's gonna bitch up is like who's gonna flinch first bitching it's like i want to go home or like let's get on that ride but daddy wants to go home who the f- like how the fuck do i handle this you know but i don't know i don't have a kid when i have a kid if i have a kid maybe that mentality will change maybe that source of energy of being a dad will come through at one point you know but i i started thinking that look taking care of me as a single family as a single parent and a single child in one body Mentally and physically is hard enough, but doing it with another human being, man, I I started going like, this is a fucking work. Doing this alone was a work. Doing this in the group, wow. And then I gotta fork up a lot of money to do this, and I'm like, better save some money while I can. So uh, that was a life lesson I learned watching people watching and all that shit. That was quite entertaining. I was very happy though. Then uh, I got back to LAS. I passed out in the lift ride. I I passed out. And then I woke up and said, oh, I'm sorry, I, I just passed out. 
<laughs> and then uh, I got to the LAX. I got to the lounge. Priority pass. Um, they gave three complimentary drinks. I had two gin and tonics, and I said, I don't want to be buzzed. I ordered a pizza in the lounge, and then got got, and then I went on my way home. And then I got home at like three in the morning. Yeah, three in the morning, and then uh, whew. That was an intense California trip. So uh, wow, time's really flying. Recapping all that, but uh, what did I learn from California and traveling alone? I think uh, that was the most satisfactory trip that I've had. Uh, doing it alone. Uh. I milked the most out of it. I saw the most out of it. I did all I could out of it. I drank and ate and fucked the most out of it. Um, it was good. And then, but then, and then I would, I, I now definitely know where to go, what to f- discover more, you know, that kind of shit. And then uh, now I know what to expect. So uh, when I hang out with, when the kids I know in LA are back, and then, uh, you know, or go with other kids to LA. I think I know what to do. I know how to handle traffic. I know how to handle the traffic, uh, the the human traffic, not just the traffic traffic. And then just spots to go, places to eat, places to avoid, all that shit. And then the more things to, uh, you know, uh, adventure further on. And then the trip to LA is pretty cheap from Seattle, like 50 bucks or 70 bucks each way. So I'm willing to go down and do that more. And then um, So I was... Very satisfied, despite the hockey game results. Uh, that was very, very disappointing. But you know what? I got to talk and then t- meet with a r- lot of random people, which I like to do. Which was a point of this all these weekend trips as we reach the end of the weekend trips. Well, weekend slash short trips that I've, I've set up myself to do. Well, seven straight weeks of flying and all that. I wrecked up a lot of mileages. Boom. So uh, I'm working towards Hawaii. I'm trying to get there in a month. Uh, nothing's confirmed yet, but I'm going to... That's going to be about eight days or so. I'll probably have to do a podcast on the road on that one. Um, or, nah, you know what? Uh, yeah, I'll probably have to do that one on the road. Because uh, two Wednesdays are going to overlay right now from the schedule that I see. Um, that one I'm soloing too. And then you go, oh God, why are you doing this to yourself? PK? Why, why aren't you getting married or some shit? And like, nah, fuck it. I want to milk it as much as I can. And then um, I, I was told that I can I have some spots I can go to in Hawaii for fun. Maui? Yeah, I'll do it one day. I got a free hotel and a free flight in Waikiki and all that that I can do. So, free trip to Hawaii that I'm going to plan a month from now. Are there other plans that are going to show up? Oh, God, I didn't talk about the ne- getting Nexus, the U.S.-Canada access. Oops, excuse me. Maybe I'll talk about that next week. I wanted to talk about that, but uh, more privacy concerns, government and all that. But, you know, I'll talk about the government next time. Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe, I'll, yeah, I will. I, I, next week, we're going to have Bushan back. We're going to finally have a two foreigners, one mic, although we're going to have two mics, unless we have a technical difficulty next week. We're going to have Bushan back. We're going to talk about immigration and all that, too, a little bit, with the Trump presidency taking place, you know, in hand already. No, actually, yeah, it's uh, 100 days in officially. So we'll talk about it, talk about his marriage status, which he's still single, ladies. So... Go get him. Uh, yeah, that's it. Gonna leave it there. Hope your daylight deprived sleep fuck week week goes well. I'm working on it. I'm still catching up on my fatigue and sleep and all that. Blah, all that shit. Oh, we're gonna back. We we're gonna be back with Bushan next week. So it's gonna be a fun talk, fun conversation. Thanks for listening. This went a little long. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Leave a review. I don't give a shit if you give me a one star. If you give me want to give me six stars, give me that. It's like Dave Meltzer. Six-star match. Six-star match. Uh, iTunes, Google Play Music, 
Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, all that shit. Twitter, what a show, all one word, what a show, and the email a show at outlook.com. A show at outlook.com. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. Spring is next week, by the way, so we're at the end times of winter. Winter's ending, okay? Peace out. <laughs>